This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly Cricket on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello again and welcome back. It's the Bet Rivers Cricket Show. How's that? And a special show. This time, it's a look at the futures market for the T20 World Cup, which starts in October. I'm Ed Hawkins, pro cricket picker, and joining me as ever, former cricket odds compiler and cricket betting expert, John Wright. How are you doing, John? Not too bad, Ed. Thank you. Yourself? Yeah, I'm good. Bit of a different show this time. We've got the Cricket World Cup in T20 coming up. It's going to be an absolutely huge betting event. So we thought we'd take a look at the futures market. Bet Rivers prices for that T20 World Cup look like this. Australia plus 275, India plus 325, England plus 375. By some distance, these three are considered the best teams. We've got South Africa next at plus 800. The Kiwis are the same price. And then we're beginning to get into the dregs, really. West Indies plus 1,600 and Sri Lanka plus 1,600. And then the prices pretty much go uh, north from there. John, we're going to come back and talk about those prices from Bet Rivers in a bit. We'll also try and find a futures pick for our followers. But given your expertise and given your history in the game, how do you go about pricing up a cricket tournament outright with about a month to go before a tournament begins? First of all, I think you look at the the pedigree of the teams in the tournament, you know, so who's actually won uh, previous World Cups, who's done really well uh, and and the teams. uh, But then also you look at the draw. I mean, obviously there's there's two groups. So who's got the softer draw, who's got the harder draw out out of all the teams. I think the most important thing is is current form as well. I mean, it's interesting because there's been a lot of white ball cricket being played recently, uh, and obviously you've got to factor in that a lot of it's played in conditions that are not going to be suited for the World Cup, but you've still got to take that form into consideration. So the Asia Cup form, I think you have to take into consideration. And also, you know, England's white ball performance throughout the English summer, and and now in the tour of Pakistan, you've got to take all that in consideration. But I think I think at the moment, I mean, I think you, the most important thing is is the pedigree of the, the, the teams in the tournament. So, for instance, you know, you, you don't price up someone a team particularly short that have never never achieved anything in a World Cup. It's highly unlikely that uh, um, Afghanistan are going to win a World Cup. Um, you know, Sri Lanka, obviously, you have won a World Cup in previous years, but they had um, uh, conditions in their favour. I think you've, that's what you've got to look at pr- pretty much, you know. 
you know, sides that have won World Cups in, in previous years, did they have conditions in their favour? And I think the most important thing for me is looking at the fact that it's in Australia is a key element because I think with a lot of the cricket recently being played in the subcontinent, I think you can sort of like temper that form and, and probably look at it a little bit differently. I'm not I'm not saying dismiss it, but also, but I think you should maybe be aware that we are playing in Australia, which is totally different from what the conditions were in the, in the Asia Cup in Dubai. Yeah, Sri Lanka won that Asia Cup, of course. And I think there'll probably be punters out there thinking, well, they've just won the Asia Cup beating India and Pakistan. They're both shorter than Sri Lanka in the betting. So I'm going to back them at plus 1600. We'll come back to Sri Lanka, though, and we'll, we'll give you some uh, reasons why uh, that might not be the wisest or shrewdest move. We're going to tell you how the tournament sets up, which teams in which group and how they format of the tournament tournament plays out. Um, we'll also have got some statistics for you on the fastest teams with the bat and the meanest teams with the ball. And we'll also quiz John on uh, what is more important, bat or ball. But just a bit of housekeeping. Give us a follow at Because We Win. Uh, fantastic account, winning across all sports. Great picks from soccer, golf, tennis, all over the place. And, of course, cricket with your How's That, How's that Betting show. So give that a follow. Give John Wright a follow at John Wright 15 and give me a follow at Cricket Betting. Those are all on Twitter. Uh, John, very quickly, we're talking futures. We're talking the World Cup T20, which starts in October. Pluses or minus of a futures bet? Uh, I think you've 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 basically got to look at the draw. I think. I mean, the draw is the draw is the key factor. You know, the groups. And at the end of the day, you you know, I mean, I, I look back. I mean, I'm a, I'm very old. I look back to the 1992 World Cup, which was won by Pakistan, and Pakistan started off the tournament very very poorly. They were on the cusp of going out the tournament. They played a fixture against England, and it was if it wasn't for the rain, they would have been eliminated. And then all of a sudden they 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 hit a, a purple patch, and they ended up winning the tournament. So I, I think, from from my perspective, if I was having a wager, I'd, I'd, I'd actually look for teams with with possible trends. I wouldn't be going sort of like um, looking to have a bet possibly at the start of the tournament. I'd actually wait maybe till the tournament starts and then pick up trends with with sides that actually hit particular form. Um, I'd, as I say, for me. Looking at the market at the moment, I mean, I think the three um, leading nations at the top of the market, which are India, England, and Australia, you could pick holes in all their three form, all their sides form currently, but that doesn't mean to say they're not going to win it. So I'd be I'd be very very cautious and probably look. I think I think the in running in tournament running market will probably be the one where I would look to play when he when you see a team that's suddenly coming into form and you say, well, okay, the balance of these signs right and um and they could possibly win the tournament. So uh, that that's what I would do. Okay. Uh, we'll pick holes in those three sides because I love doing that. Let's try and get the favourites beat in this T20 World Cup, uh, which is in Australia. And it starts in October 
and we'll be covering it throughout on How's That Bet Rivers Cricket Show. Uh, how does the group set up? Let's talk about that. Uh, teams are going to be split into uh, t- uh, four, two groups. We've got Afghanistan, Australia, England and New Zealand joined by two qualifiers in one group. And we expect one of those qualifiers to be Sri Lanka. Uh, probably the second team to join them uh, will be Namibia. Uh, there's a pre-tournament qualification uh, competition. We expect Sri Lanka and Namibia to make it out of their group. The other group is made up of Bangladesh, India, Pakistan, South Africa, and two qualifiers, one of which we are sure is going to be West Indies. Look, West Indies are a really poor side, but they've got nothing to beat to qualify. And um, we'll see who joins them, possibly Zimbabwe. Um, out Now, the top two from each group, those two groups go through to semi-finals. Uh, and then, of course, the finals. So... From that, we can probably deduce that Australia have got a very, very strong chance of making the semi-finals. John, would you agree with that home advantage? They are the holders as well. Uh, and although they did win that tournament in the UAE last year, and they won it because there's a massive toss bias, they're slightly dodgy holders. They're in the semi-finals, aren't they? I think so. I think home advantage is, is a is a big advantage. Australia are a particular nation that seemed to peak when the, you know, when the tournaments just start. I mean, if you remember last year in the in the tournament in Dubai where they won in 2021, should have been 2020, they went into that tournament on pretty poor form. Uh, although there was a huge toss bias, they won the event, beat New Zealand in the final. I, I, I'd be very, very surprised if if... if Australia didn't qualify for the semi-finals. I think home advantage is a big key. Uh, and uh, as I say, I think the fact that a lot of the form of recent um, for, for a lot of these countries has been in the subcontinent, I think you could possibly uh, look at that form with with a little bit of caution. So I, I, I actually think for Australia, yes, if, I, if, if I, I think they will make the semi-finals, um, I'd be very, very surprised they didn't. Okay, that's Australia in the semi-finals. England have had uh, poor recent form in England. Uh, They also lost in the Caribbean. Terrible run of form in T20 cricket since the last World Cup when they got to the semi-final. I felt that England were the best side in that T20 World Cup, but they got done by a toss bias against New Zealand, of course, uh, and they were probably unfortunate. But since then, they really have dropped off a cliff and they've lost off. They've lost key players to injury. Uh, they've also had a change in coaching setup. They've got a new captain. They're very much in transition. Lost to West Indies, lost to South Africa, lost to India. Uh, we'll see what happens in their series against Pakistan. We're not going to dwell on that, but we don't think it's relevant anyway because it's in the subcontinent. Do they lose out in this group, John? Because New Zealand are so consistent in World Cups, and you mentioned it at the top of the show how important World Cup form was, and that doesn't matter whether it's 50 over or 20 over World Cups. They get to the business end, don't they? Uh, and Afghanistan are a very tricky side to play as well. So are they are they the poorest of those three favourites, do you think? 
Well, I think England at the moment, as you just said there, Ed, I mean, a lot of their stars haven't played enough white ball cricket. I mean, it's been a hell, hell, hell of an emphasis on baseball on the test side. I mean, the likes of Ben Stokes hasn't played any white ball cricket at all, has he? Um, Josh Butler, since the IPL, again, hasn't had much form since then. Uh, the balance of the England side at the moment, um, you know, you've got Liam Livingston's got an injury. I would imagine he'll come straight back into the side. You've lost Johnny Bairstow. I mean, many people would say with Alex Howes coming back into the side, that's not a huge loss. Um, but I look at the England team and I, I, I do worry about their bowling. I mean, I, I do really worry at the bowling. I mean, again, Adil Rashid hasn't played enough cricket really um, this year. Um, and, 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 and the seam attack. I mean, if you look at the seam attack there, when you... When you're looking at players like, as you say, Stokes, if Stokes is going to play and bowl, has he played enough white ball cricket in the last year? Well, he hasn't. He hasn't played any white ball cricket. Uh, Chris Wokes, again, another player that, you know, arguably is more of an ODI player. He's coming into the side. Now, will he play? Probably not. Uh, we've got a few left armers that are bowling particularly well. Reese Topley played very well in the series against South Africa. You've got David Willey. And you've got, obviously, Chris Jordan, with, along with uh, Adil Rashid. And I imagine Livingston and, and, and Moen Ali will bow the overs. But I do worry a little bit about the bowling. I think the, the batting, on their day, England, I think the batting is quite strong. Even without Johnny Bairstow, I think if if Josh Butler gets back to form, I'm, I'm not too worried about the batting. It's the bowling with England, for me, just lacks a little bit. Uh, I, I, I just think that... That could be possibly their downfall. But looking at the prices, um, England are very, very short. I do I do expect them to qualify. I do expect them to get into the last four. But as you said, Ed, looking at that group, it's no, um, it's no uh, foregone conclusion because Afghanistan on their day could beat anyone. And New Zealand, although they're not playing particularly well at the moment, and looking at their squad, it seems to be a little bit old with the likes of Martin Guptill and players that they've actually stuck with. There doesn't appear to be much young talent coming through uh, the West in, uh, sorry, the New Zealand system at the moment. That would mm. be my worry. It does seem to be a little bit of an old side. But it wouldn't surprise you, would it, Ed, that if New Zealand could split uh, England and, and South Africa and actually, sorry, England and Australia and actually qualify, although I would expect England to qualify. Yeah, New Zealand versus England in that group could well be a quarter-final. Uh, don't don't forget that. Uh, and also just keep your eye on Afghanistan. Now, they could get two wins in their pockets uh, by beating Sri Lanka and the other qualifier. Now, all they need to do is uh, shock one of Australia, New Zealand and England. And it's, uh, well, that is the cat among the, pigeon, among the pigeons, isn't it? So Afghanistan potentially could be squeezing into a semi-final. Just a reminder of those Bet Rivers futures prices for this World Cup. T20, Australia plus 275, India plus 325, England plus 375, South Africa plus 800. I'm going to talk about them in a minute. New Zealand, the same price. West Indies plus 1600, Sri Lanka plus 1600. The second group, Bangladesh, India, Pakistan. South Africa, two qualifiers, one of them likely to be West Indies. Uh, I'm going to come on to um, 
the best batting teams and the best bowling teams in a minute. But do want to talk about South Africa. There has been a gamble on South Africa. Uh, there generally normally is for World Cups. People get excited about them and then they let them down. But I think the South Africa side might be different. Uh, they don't have much to beat in this group, uh, do they, John? I don't fancy Pakistan in Australian conditions. Bangladesh are absolutely dreadful T20 side. Uh, they may not even win a game in this in this group. Um, India have got problems, I think, with their balance, and they've got Virat Kohli as costing them at number three. Uh, and they only need to finish in the top two. West Indies are a poor, poor T20 side, uh, leaving some of their best players at home as well. I mean, South Africa could well win this group. John, just do you agree with me about South Africa or... Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, as I said, I think we've mentioned it on this show before, Ed, and I mean, I think South Africa are definitely the dark horses in this event. Uh, the, the, the form they showed in the English summer was was very, very impressive. Uh, I think the balance of the side is right. Uh, the one worry I've got is is the captain, uh, 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 Tima Bavuma. He hasn't played enough cricket. He's just come back from an elbow injury, I believe. He'll come in to captain the side. But if you look at the balance of the side, the balance of the side looks right. It's a young side. The, the attack has got variance. Um, it's got a good spin. It's got a good seam. Uh, and I think they bat deep in, 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 in T20 cricket. And, and as you rightly said there, Ed, if you actually look at the, you know, the, you look at the Asia Cup that's just been completed. I mean, the two disappointment, well, India were definitely a disappointment, weren't they? When India would have gone into the Asia Cup as being resounding uh, favourites for the tournament and they were disappointing. I think the India, the BCCI at the moment is all about, you know, it's all about picking Kohli, uh, Rohit Sharma and KL Rahul. But if you actually look at it, I mean, a lot of Indians that I follow on Twitter and I'm sure you do as well will tell you that, you know, that, that it's, it's an ageing side that are... You know, the, 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 the BCCI picked the side. I mean, the likes of Coley. I mean, is Coley a T20 player at the moment? Probably not. No. I mean, I mean Sky. I mean, for me, Sky is, is, is easily the best batsman in that squad. I mean, I would have him getting as many overs as possible. But, you know, in the current setup, Ed, I mean, Sky is going to be probably batting four. Yeah, Richard Pan can't get into this team at yeah, the moment. And, Pan, and as you say, Pan can't get into this side as well, which is amazing, be give, uh, especially given that he's probably the only left-hander that they've got. I mean, Ishan Kishan's obviously fallen off a cliff. He's not even in the squad. They've not got any left-handers. And what I did notice in the Asia Cup is that, you know, with Pakistan, they Pakistan rotated that left and right-hander quite a lot. And at India have only got Pants in the top. Six, especially with uh, Ravi Jajaja um, uh, not being available, was injured, so they haven't got many left-handers. But I think the Indian, you know, the the top three for me. I mean, Rao uh, KRL has been injured. He's come back in the side. He, he didn't really get many runs in 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 the Asia Cup. He got soft runs in in dead rubbers. Got runs against Hong Kong. Uh, but when push comes to shove, when they played the the, the key games against Sri Lanka and Pakistan. The big players went missing, you know. I mean, everyone's raving about uh, Virat Kohli and the hundred he got against Afghanistan. But at the end of the day, uh, Ed, it was a dead rubber. I mean, nothing. What? Absolutely. What? Yeah. Total, total dead rubber. Yeah. Uh, and I, I just think that India, 
you know, India are definitely false price favourites for this tournament, uh, especially being in conditions that are probably not going to suit them. I think their bowling relies heavily on uh, on, on Jasper Bumrah. He's obviously been injured long, long term, and, and, he, and he's coming back into this side. And, and I think that the, the side depends on him bowling well. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that the, the, the side, you know, you, as you say, players like Kohli, uh, Wright Sharma, and and uh, KRL at the top first three in the in the order. I'm not too sure they're they're T20 players. I mean, yeah. I think the game's moved on. I think it's a young man's game, and and they're not young men anymore. Yeah. This is the Bet Rivers Cricket Show. How's that? Keep on listening. We're going to give you some picks in a minute for this T20 World Cup. We've just got India beat. I think we can, John and I really agree that India are a very, very poor team. Uh, and they're, well, they're just too short at um, plus 375, aren't they, with Bet Rivers? So uh, if you can get against them, do so. That's a big takeaway from this future show. Uh, we think England, well, John and I disagree about England, but. Um, uh, they might they might make it through to the semi-finals. Um, and we're very keen on South Africa. Those are the takes at the moment. Now, John astutely mentioned that he was worried about England's bowling. Now, I've got some stats for you, as I promised. We've looked at the fastest run scorers and the tightest bowling units in the last 12 months among these teams. And I can tell you that, well, England are 10th out of 11th on bowling economy in the last 12 months. So John is absolutely right to be worried about their bowling. Uh, now, the tightest bowling unit is Afghanistan. Now, that causes problem, I'd suggest, for England and New Zealand. Remember, I mentioned Afghanistan may be able to get two wins against Sri Lanka and a qualifier, and then they only need to shock one team. Uh, Pakistan are next best, followed by Bangladesh. Don't worry about that. Uh, Bangladesh won't do anything in this tournament. And then New Zealand, solid and steady with the ball. John, what's more important, very quickly, tight, tight bowling or a really fast batting attack? Well, I think, I think, I mean, I always thought that in these tournaments, everyone everyone's, goes crazy about the batting. You've got to bat deep, you've got to bat fast. It's all about, you know, uh, you know, scoring rates. But I think the bowling is the key element to this. I mean, if you've got a bowling attack that's solid um, and, and 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 obviously don't leak runs, and I think the death bowling is very, very crucial. I mean, notice India of late, their death bowling has been woeful. I think I think the death bowling is gonna be is gonna be key in this tournament. Um so yes, I, I would I would probably stress that the bowling for me in this tournament will probably be the 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 most um uh, the key element to actually win the trophy. Um, yeah. yeah, I think I think a lot these days a lot of sides bat deep. I mean, they've got to bat deep, haven't they? I mean, but I think I think the the key element will be the bowling. I okay. mean, the bowling is very very under underestimated, and I, I think if you've got bowlers that bowl at the death that can go for less than like eight and over for the last four overs, I think that's where the tournament's going to be won. Okay, Australia ranked fifth for tightest bowling. New Zealand are fourth. I think those are really interesting statistics. That basically means that you can't hang your hat on getting against Australia or New Zealand on the basis that their bowling isn't good enough. They are stacking up uh, middle of the pack. Fastest run scorers for you in the last 12 months. No surprise. I think the odds men are swayed by what happens with the bat. Always thought that. 
So no surprise that India are topping this list. Then it's New Zealand. A bit of a surprise at number two. England, South Africa, Pakistan, Australia, uh, further down than perhaps you, they would like, but they are finding their way and they've brought Tim David into the setup now and Cameron Green seems to be going well. So uh, they could be a side transitioning with batting power, something they've always needed to do. Uh, Con, John, New Zealand second with the bat and they're, well, they're fourth with the ball. They're going to cruise into the semi-finals. Yeah, I mean, you probably look at look at that. I mean, you look at their form recently. I mean, they've, they've, they haven't played a lot of cricket, have they, New Zealand? And as I say, they, they, they've beaten they've beaten Ireland. And, and, and as I say, that but you look at their form against Australia, although it was ODI, the white ball form hasn't been particularly good. Um, yeah, I mean, as I say, I think I think New Zealand are one of these sides that come come game time, come the big tournaments. I, I think they'll they'll you know looking at their side, the balance of the side, and I think the bowling. Their, their, their bowling depth is, is is very good, and 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 I I think they'll 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 definitely be a, a factor in this in this World Cup. Um, I'm not too sure of the batting. I mean, the likes of Martin Guptill, you would have thought that those sort of guys would be, you know, it's a young man's game, and Martin Guptill's been going a long, long time. Uh, you know, a bit of a, a, a um, uh, you know, on smaller grounds, he hit sixes. But again, these Australian he's a grounds, flat track bully, isn't he? He's a bit of a flat track really. bully. Yeah. yeah, small grounds. Yeah. I mean, I think Australia. You know, you're going to have the big venues, big boundaries. I think, although it won't protect particularly suit spinners in Australia, but the fact that they've got the big boundaries to protect them, I think that'll be a factor. And I think a lot of the time it'll be how they how teams rotate their bowlers. I mean, that's been one of my bugbears with India at the moment. I mean, if India are going to pick five bowlers and one of them is going to be Hardik Pandya, but we've no option to, to to have a six or seven bowler, I think they're going to struggle. I mean, that's where England probably have an advantage because you've got the likes of Livy or or, or Moen Ali that could, you know, they can... They can, they, they can England pitch have, over. Yeah, England can have five or six bowlers. With India recently, when I watched them, you know, they've, they've had five bowlers... And Hardik Pandey has been one of those bowlers. Um, and I think that puts added pressure on him. I think he's probably better if if there's a six or seven bowling options and he could probably bowl two. And if he goes, you whip him off. And I think that's probably the same with Ben Stokes, isn't it? With England, uh, Ed. I mean, I'm not too sure that Ben will bowl his four overs, but he might give you two or something like that. And I think, I think you need to have those options because, I mean, any player could go around the go around the ground at any given day, uh, and I think it's it, I think the side that probably has six, maybe seven bowlers as options, it could it could um, it could be an advantage. Great stuff, John Wright. Give him a follow at John Wright fifteen on Twitter. Me at Cricket Betting. Give at because we win a follow, and you will win uh, across. All manner of sports. This is How's That, the Bet Rivers Cricket Show. Uh, we're running out of time, John. So very quickly, who's your pick on our World Cup T20 Futures special show? Well, I would have loved to back. I mean, I think we've said it on this show before. I mean, South Africa were double figures, weren't they? Now they're down to like... Plus, plus 800. Yeah. Plus 800, which is probably quite short. But it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, everyone talks about South Africa in previous World Cups being chokers. 
And when it comes to it, you know, the, the Sean Pollock and the Alan Donald of previous World Cups, they've always sort of shot themselves in the foot. But I'm looking at their side at the moment and I, if I was having a bet now at the prices, I would probably back South Africa. Uh, I Purely because looking at the first three in the betting, I couldn't be back in Australia at that price, uh, especially with their skipper Finch. He, he pure, totally out of form. No real Australian youngsters, with the exception of Tim David and Cameron Green coming through the system. I think Australia have put all their eggs in one basket. Uh, they seem they don't seem to sort of like bring youngsters through. I think India are just you know fast, really. I mean, I, I think I, I can't you know I can't believe India are that short, uh, given their their performance in the Asia Cup. Uh, they don't seem to know what their side is, do they, Ed? You know, I mean, they've played all these games against West Indies and played a lot of white ball cricket recently. And they probably, their side, you know, it's sort of up in the air. They're bowling, especially at the death. I'm not too sure about, especially with Jaswick Boomer coming back from injury. Uh, and England as well. I mean, if England, I mean, England, <clears throat> England are not in form, are they? I mean, on paper, I think, on paper, I think England are the best, best side in the tournament, but... There's too many players for me that are out of form. I mean, Joss Butler hasn't got any runs since the IPL, really, in white ball cricket. Uh, Liam Livingston's injured, going to come back. Johnny Bairstow's injured. And and Ben Stokes hasn't played any white ball cricket. So there's there's too many, for me, there's too many questions about England. So to, to, I'm going around the houses here, Ed, but I, I look at the prices. I like South Africa at, at plus okay. 800. John Wright's futures pick for the T20 World Cup is South Africa plus 800 with Bet Rivers. I'm going to pick Afghanistan at plus 2,500 2, for you. I think they're going to cause a shock in that group. They've got little to beat. I think they'll give uh, England and New Zealand very tough games uh, and they could well make a semi-final and then uh, you can have a bit of a trade. We don't expect them to win the tournament, but you can then lay off there you go that is the bet rivers cricket show the t20 world cup futures special join us next time thanks for listening to betting weekly cricket on the bet rivers network